You are now about to witness the awesome crushing a might of Eugene S. Robinson Show Stop <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to a post Super Bowl moment. Courtesy of the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper, I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Well, since nobody else, at least in America, seems to be talking about it, we'll do McNuggets. Point of comparison, Johnny Boney Joni. Tied up with a bow, UFC Fight Night 144, as well as the uh, Johnny Boney Joni uh, Anthony Smith press conference. Want to touch on Kamora Usman, Ben Askren, and a collision course of fact and factuality. Yeah, the Patriots won, who cares? First, Bob Riley, intro, all of nothing, from Stigmata's Calling It Adjust, still available from Revelation Records. Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer. Listen well. I'm taking a real good look at you. Real good look at your face. So being payback and full always nothing. All right, my friends. Uh, I'm guessing that you're probably still sitting on the couch. Uh, this is the wrong one. Are you still sitting on the couch having watched the predictably? You know what? I thought the touts would have gotten to them. And it doesn't matter. It's not like the fight game. Excuse me. It's not like the fight game. Uh, where the gambling uh, people who cater to the gambling degenerates can make money because they kill them on the fucking spread, right? So if I kill you on the spread, I mean, if it were a fight, they'd have to go one or the other. What I was thinking temporarily was, and what I said, we record the Care Don't Care preview on Sundays at 3, even though it doesn't air until Tuesdays. So what I was telling Steph, our moderator, and this uh, co show co-host this week, because Nash was sick slash drunk. Uh, I, I don't know for a fact that he was drunk. It's hard to tell when he gets drunk, what with all that heroin use, but I kid. I said, look, uh, you know, if I'm a gambling degenerate, if I'm, if I'm catering to gambling degenerates, what I want to do is get everybody so stoked up on the fumes of the Patriots in their sixth win, that they don't, that the odds go crazy 
I bet for the Rams. I put it all in on the Rams, change your morning line, and clean up. But it doesn't matter. People who cater to gambling degenerates don't have to do that because they can kill them on the spread. And what was strange about this game, outside a lowest-scoring Super Bowl game ever that gives Tom Tom Pig Brady his sixth ring, and I'm sorry. If you're listening to Care Don't Pray Care Preview, you know I'm not hating on the Chowder Nation and the Pats and, and, and Brady just because I'm a native New Yorker. You know I'm hating on him for the same reason I hate hating on Elway, a guy who I went to school with, a guy who I have not ready for primetime info on. It's just a drag for me to see a guy who's never had a moment of adversity in his life ever, entirely, ever, ever. And Elway's a class A number one prick. We have friends in common who have told me that Elway's a really nice guy. I'm going to quote Dom Herrera on this one. He uh, paraphrased, but he was talking about Bruce Springsteen. I'm talking about Elway. He should be. He should be at your house high-fiving you, low-fiving you. It was as much money as that guy's made, as, as gifted of an existence as he's had. I'm not even fucking kidding. Do you know? Look, let's not get into Nietzsche. The point is, the point is that I can't trust a guy who's never had a Oh, oh, well, I went through a long dry spell before I won a ring in the Super Bowl. You don't know what kind of pressure that was. That was pretty adverse. I was at, that was an adversity like you've never seen. I'm going to quote Bukowski on this one, or as my wife says, Bukowski. Everybody suffers, but nobody suffers like the poor suffer. Or put another way, everybody suffers, but the suffering of the guy who's never had a difficult fucking patch in his entire life is immaterial to me. Immaterial to me. And I say that today. But I don't say that on top of something that I'm seeing that nobody else in the U.S. press is addressing. We don't have the same libel laws. We don't have the same libel laws in the U.S. Uh, that they have over in the U.K. So there's not any really need for caution, except for the fact that because of, uh, 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 you know, Trump has changed the temperature in the room. So people are wary about things like fake news. You know, it's like when everybody could, all, suddenly couldn't pronounce nuclear after pronouncing it correctly their whole lives because George W. Bush couldn't pronounce it. Or people start using the word notions because Obama used it. I will not be swayed. I will not be swayed. This is the last truly free voice in America and I think it's worthy of a hearing. Because I'm dealing with facts now. Police interview, video, fact. For Connor McNuggets. Unless he just wanted to see if they had enough supplies for the annual police benevolence ball or whatever they whatever the equivalent is for the Guardia. Guard, I don't know how to pronounce it. Guard as the it's uh, I don't speak Celtic, Celtic, Celtic Celtics. I don't speak it. Whatever they call cops over in Ireland. The report, the hospital report, a woman was attacked. Those things don't have to be connected at all. Irish sports star publicly outed as being Connor McNuggets, McGregor. These are three sustainable facts that you can hang your head on. There's video. There's multiple proof. It's sourced. As a journalist, I would say if somebody came to me and said, they're right, well, you don't really have enough to write unless you get down and interview the principals. 
And this is where we run into problems. Because apparently there's a Kinahan crime cartel in, in Dublin. Look, you know, none of us journalists make enough to be shot at. That's why these journalists that get fucking murdered. Kashkogi. It's, it's a bold, stupid thing. Bold, stupid thing that they've really done. I could be bought off a story very fucking easily. You know why? Because right now, there are a lot of things I don't know. For example, I don't know if there's anybody messing with my car. Well, actually, I would know that. So, But you know, I know what I mean in general. I don't know right now if my mother's okay. I don't know if you've ever dealt with, with criminals before or have been a criminal before. I interviewed a collections thug once and he was pretty masterful because it all comes down to language and what you can say and what you can prove. And he would tell people that he was collecting money from this friend of mine, tell people he was collecting money from or whomever he was collecting it for. So yeah, it's terrible, this modern world where crime could strike anybody at any time, anywhere, really. Innocent, those not so innocent. Next thing you know, You've gotten got. Just like that. That wasn't a conversation of text. That was a conversation of subtext. That was loud and clear. I could be bought off the story, but right now, nobody's trying to fucking buy me off this story. So I gotta poke around through the through the givings. Right now, the sources are they're not my sources. Second speculative. Speculative. All we got are three things a police interview, a hospital visit for an attacked woman, and an attacked woman's name. Now, much like Albuquerque, your global traveler like myself, you got, you got known associates all over the place who go on the underground, the chat forums, the WhatsApp forums, and, and, and will send me what I think a fairly credible chit-chat. The number one favorite one actually has nothing to do with uh, the, the, the fistic world. It has to do with my favorite. You know, I, yeah, have you ever heard women talk about Bono? It's with this kind of like gleam, like, oh my God, he's been married to the same woman for 30 years. He's got a marriage at last and that works not a dint of a scandal. Has followed this guy. You know why? The guy stays in his lane, just like Jerry Lee Lewis will never get arrested in that county that he lives in down south. You got to have a place. This is why L.A. Ha- has has nurtured along the most rebarbative human beings ever for as long as because the currency of uh, the currency of the town. Cash, cash is the currency. First you get the money, and then you get the power. And the mechanism is set to help you avoid difficulties. And believe me, the people that you find out are people who, you know, who uh, didn't realize that crime could strike anywhere, anybody, anytime. Didn't spend enough, didn't pay off enough, 
and outwore their welcome. I'm looking at you, Mel Gibson. So you got the Kinham crime cartel who's alternated between pay her or threaten her. Threaten her, she gets scared, she goes to the cops. Oh my God. Now the cops have something else to hang their hats on. We talked about some of this last week. What the U.S. media has done, and I'm talking about my compatriots, that the bald one is threatening. You see the bald one is like, yeah, I'd like to fight, weasel word, some uh, uh, of, this, of the sports media. Like, I'm here, bro. I, I would spare no expense to get in a cage with you. And none of this Tito Ortiz shit, only boxing rules. I might agree to only boxing rules, but, but we're both East Coast cats. What I agree to and what I actually do, probably very different things. I'm old enough to be your older brother. What chance do I possibly have? What chance do I possibly have? I'm a senior citizen. I can go to Denny's and eat off the senior menu. I'm old and decrepit. I will gladly take your challenge, bald one to fight. If we have enough people, if we can drive enough people to, if they have a, a campaign, would you step in the cage with me? I mean, I have to be led to the cage with a walker and a cane and maybe a few able assistants on either side. But I will be glad. In fact, you don't know. You don't know what I'm gonna do, bald one. Maybe I'll take the first shot and feign permanent blindness. You got 30 mil, $30 million houses. You become a fucking target. Maybe I'll fall down. Maybe I'll pull a loneliness of the long distance runner. And despite everybody in MMA wishing that I would stomp your head in, I'll pass out, get hurt, and sue. Because I got to eat too. The point is that guys what's got money are very frequently targets. You see how this is called a segue into talking about McNuggets. So coincident to the blind eye, right? The major marketplace is right here, right here in the old US of A. And if you've been checking out the news this past two weeks, it's been con or full, but nothing connected to what I'm hinting around. You know what that's called? It's called a counteroffensive. It's the same reason why when people take a stinky shit in your bathroom, they light matches. It masks the smell of stink. Oh, he's tweeting about Jose Aldo. He can't wait to get back in there. Jose Aldo says he'd be glad to meet him. There's a few fights left on his, you know, before he wants to retire. He'll be glad to take all comers. He's back. You know, McNuggets is in the mix, and the bald one is uh, up in McNuggets, and now oh, he's he's ready, and he's dude's not fucking ready. He's ready to not go to jail. The reality of it is that this counteroffensive is 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 as serious as, as the Normandy invasion, because even if dude gets a, get gets Mike Tyson and has to do prison time over this. He's not going to jail. The one guy, one recent case that I was following in Ireland where the guy just, yep, I raped her and did three years. Do you think he's doing going to do three years? 
And do you think it would make a difference? How long when he got caught up in this whole boxing thing was he out of MMA? But, you know, they're calling this guy that they just caught in Florida, the escaped prisoner murderer guy, an MMA fighter. Nobody's heard of this cat. How come they don't call Eugene S. Robinson? Well, I guess they do call Eugene Robinson a football player because he, used to, he was a guy who got busted picking up hookers, but not this Eugene Robinson, who has never been busted with hookers. Ooh, I got to <laughs> – hold on, bro. Hold on. Knock on some wood here. <laughs> I don't, you're going to see me behind a podium trembling. Actually, my time behind the podium, unlike the moonwalking governor of Virginia, I'd be like, so you got me. So what? Who among us hasn't been to a hooker of five this week? <laughs> so, so, so they are insulating McNuggets from, I mean, and you have to understand, people get beaten, abused, suddenly anally raped all the time. Like the line in, in RoboCop, don't worry, they'll fix it, they'll fix everything. This is less about, what do they call it, restorative justice, which would see McNuggets go to prison, as well as a civil suit that would end up paying this woman for her or pain and suffering. This is less about that. And you don't see very quickly the guy who got caught. They will start calling him a martial artist. Small switches like this don't, I'm a journalist, I'm telling you, they don't happen magically. Somebody makes a decision. And somebody makes a decision. I talked to Jerry Seppos, who used to be uh, Knight Ritter uh, guy, right? VP. Own, his family owned the uh, 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 San Jose Mercury News. As, as luck would have it, I ended up sitting next to him at some professional luncheon. And I go, oh, it's a shame what happened with you all and uh, Gary Webb. They railroaded this guy who said that the CIA was uh, involved in funneling low-cost cocaine to through Southern California through this guy, Freeway Ricky, which single-handedly fueled uh, the crack epidemic, tied it in in a book called The Dark Alliance, a whole series. They raped Gary Webb at the behest of the CIA and the president at the time, which was one of the Bushes. Guy had a, should have been winning Pulitzer Prizes, was demoted, sent out to fucking Los Gatos, a sleepy backwater here in the Bay Area. His wife, and his wife divorced him, his children, and Gary Webb ultimately committed suicide. The guy, Jerry Seppos, goes, <laughs> yeah, well, Jerry Seppos didn't say that as, as a guy who was guilty as much as he did a guy who came under a lot of pressure. The same kind of pressure that that friend of mine who was a collector might have been applying when he said, crime can strike anywhere. Anybody, anytime. Completely anonymous. Next thing you know, you're lying in the gutter. So all of this, this is all, if you want to see PR at its most masterful, it, it's happening now. And what PR does, it's like, it's like insulation filament. It insulates the most valuable portion of, of, of the organization and the process from, from 
impending damage. So that so much so that when the story finally is like diluting, diluting a poison, the titration is everything. So it's almost like if it becomes a story, if so, there you you have contingencies. If it becomes a story, your your ass is covered. If it doesn't become a story, your ass is covered. Your ass is covered. But you have to understand, this is not a serious threat. This is not attacked by a dog threat. This is why the symbol for threat and opportunity are the same in Chinese. I don't actually know if that's right. I just saw that in the airport. Because two things have been accomplished by the bald one. One is he now has a compliant champion who has needs. Like in prison, you don't, I need this. I need that. Could you help me with this? Could you, I'm, in, I'm internally in your debt. I don't have any idea how to repay you. A friend of mine was on the bus eavesdropping on some woman's conversation. She goes, I've sold my records. I've sold everything. I don't have every, anything left to sell. And my friend, who is uh, uh, not concerned at all about Me Too, leans forward and goes, that's not quite right. She goes, fucking creep, and she gets up and moves. But he was right. A buddy of mine used to predate uh, the uh, his punk chicks who begging money on the streets. Okay, presuming you're really poor. Presuming you're not just some trust fund kid out on a lark. I'm offering you $62 to let me blow a load in your mouth. Sorry for the fucking language. Get out of here, creep. Some, some people would decry that type of behavior as, as uh, exploitative, exploitative. I would call it what it is. In this disgusting world that we swim in, it is called business. Business. So we have a compliant McG. At this point, he'll do anything we fucking say. Because he can't be cut loose. He can't be cut loose. I'm not saying the bald one is saying that. I'm saying, dude, Kavanaugh, those dudes can't. And the stuff, if you want, it's easily found. I've been tweeting some of it out. If you don't follow me on Twitter, that's your problem. Specifically, what seems to be fueling all of this, allegedly, yeah, a lot of yayo. A lot of yayo. If you know anything about drugs, look, there, there's certain monographs. My least favorite drug user to be around is a speed freak. Something about days and days of not sleeping while it, in the short term might increase your creativity. In the long term, lowers your trustability. <laughs> and you get strange really fast. So, in effect, you're hanging out with a psychotic person who you don't know what they're going to do next. The monograph of a Coke user is, is slightly more reliable. I don't, and I don't mean that in the sense that they're tr more trustworthy. I mean, you know exactly what to expect if you know the signs. Flights of exaltation, 
see song between euphoria, aggression, and sadness. Sweats. <laughs> when there's no reason to be, be sweating. Facial numbness. And a propensity for dancing on tables in Ibiza with a cardboard cut out of your face on your face. The, the bad guys I used to hang out with who, who were, you had to be adept at knowing these signs because early in the evening when these guys were coked up, they would be in the euphoria phase. And then there's that downturn where things inevitably get fucking ugly and you hear the, the clarion cry of a night that's about to go out of control. What's that supposed to mean? So... The story, and you got to understand that the story with the girl taking photos, I mean, this is a girl, I got to use the toilet. Let's go continue the party somewhere. I have to use the toilet. And he goes, oh, I'll go in the toilet with you. And she's in the toilet. She goes, hey, let's take a picture. She takes a picture in the mirror with him standing, uh, shoving his hand up her jacksie, which I'm guessing is UK slang for uh, crack. <laughs> And I don't mean the crack you smoke. This is, look, I told you a long time ago that what I was getting, what I was getting was information that seemed to support the idea, well, this is almost a direct quote, there's stuff happening in Dublin that would make John Jones look like a Boy Scout. Now, if you heard me talk, uh, I recently did an interview on KFJC, 89.7 FM in California, College Station. And I said, listen, you got to understand, much like the Al Pacino line from The Devil's Advocate, that nobody's ever seen me coming. I was 165 pounds in high school. I wasn't six foot one yet then. I was a biggish kid. I was an athlete, a weightlifter. Nobody expected me to be smart put them at a disadvantage, put me at an advantage. But also I found that with that, I had to work hard to establish credibility. My freshman year roommate was a guy named Michael Rosenthal, who was a philosophy professor at the University of Washington, specializing in Spinoza. Michael, he was a wrestler, fairly good wrestler, We've been friends from 1980 to now. Well, probably not still now. I don't know. I've talked to him in a while. Well, Rosendahl was five foot five, five foot six, 140 pounds maybe. Beard, quiet and contemplative. And he could say the exact same thing. We could do it like a psych experiment. We could say the same thing. And if it was erudite and fairly perceptive and we the people who had heard us say left the room and say what did you hear in there they would credit that to him you might see where i'm going with this the gales of outrage that have fought that began following and have followed uh uh, johnny boney joni fall into two categories one category is where i am I'm disappointed uh, uh, that 
somebody with 10 times more talent than I am is squandering it. And I feel that way all across the I've got friends who are talented writers, don't apply themselves, don't give a shit. I got people who are talented artists around me of every stripe, don't apply themselves, don't feel they're any good. The number one thing that I'm encountering time and time again, and I would say it's a fucking epidemic, is an epidemic of low fucking self-esteem. I don't understand this. The world is all too ready to agree that you're a piece of shit. All too ready to agree that you're a piece of shit. Why? Because the machinery doesn't have to run faster than the bear. It just has to run faster than you. And what better way to be faster than you than to convince you that you don't even need to run? I can see it in their eyes. And mostly, mostly I see it in, in men's eyes because men, men's value is more occult. In other words, men are a dime a dozen. In other words, livelihood ability to, to secure your, your, your place in space is greater if you're a stupid but attractive woman than if you're stupid and unattractive as a man. Then there's our other camp of, 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 of Johnny Boney Johnny haters who, who are working on that, on that, some guy just did, oh, I just read something from some lunatic, it was really lunatic uh, 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 internet thing where some guy is clearly super anti-gay and he's tying his anti, anti-homosexual behaviors into the Third Reich. And he's saying these guys were all either closeted. Somehow he's making a connection between homosexuality and the murder of 12 million people. Extensive, some shit I saw on Twitter. But one of the things that he, he was clearly out, stone cold out of his mind, but he did make some points that, that were salient. And he, 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 he pegged, <laughs> pegged what I've been harping on for a long time, which was the distinctly sexual nature underpinning both racism and anti-Semitism. The dark panic that, 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 that comes into play when you're dealing with these, both of these endeavors. And that's where I'm gonna put the second category of hater. It, 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 there are a couple of things. There are a couple of things. Anti-Semitism in places where Jews don't exist. Find it baffling. Now, I have a friend who's uh, Jewish. His family escaped from the Czech Republic, from Poland to the Czech Republic, Czech Republic to Switzerland. Actually, survived survived World War II. He puts the blame on the Bible. He goes anywhere that Bible goes, you can follow anti-Semitism because you can't read the New Testament and understand the Jewish role in the death of another Jew as being instrumental to understanding Christianity. And I was like, ah, yeah, but I, I know guys who don't know any Jews who are anti-Semites and they're a-religious. But it always coheres around Jewish power and once again, like the machinery in LA, power, money, and fundamentally sexual access to, I mean, this whole, all of these movements 
where that 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 prey on men's discontent with their status in the world are fundamentally underwritten by this paranoia and panic about access to the future. I'm sorry, this is getting kind of Alex Jonesy. I'm sorry for that. But all I'm asking for you to do is step back and check things out. That's all. Now, as far as I'm concerned, Johnny Boney Jones' sins have been, I remember doing this breakdown between dumbasses, fuckheads, assholes, and dicks. And I took it seriously. It was like a philosophical endeavor. And I, the qualifications of each, I cross-referenced them. I did these kind of like fucking Venn diagrams. of, And the worst was a fuckhead. Because a fuckhead had an understanding of the rightness and the wrongness of what they did. A dick is just kind of an annoying person. So this is the lowest. Dick is down here. Fuckhead is up here. Asshole is down here. You know, so there's a, it was a gradation. Johnny Boney Joni's sins and missteps have been those of a dick. Okay? In other words, if he takes a left turn or a right turn that night, he doesn't crash into the pregnant woman. If she stops for some pampers, she's not even there at that spot. But as luck would, it's again the difference between Shlomio Shlomazel, the guy who spills the soup, the guy who's always having soup, soup spilled on him. In this instance, Johnny Boney Joni is like the guy who's like, he's probably a combination of both. I'm not downplaying this. I'm just telling you what happened. He gets into a car wreck, leaves his car there, Schmendrick leaves his car there, comes back for the car, ignores the other person. That was kind of fucked up. Pregnant woman with a broken arm. Had she not been pregnant, would it have been any worse or better? Well, it would have been. These people are livid about this guy. Oh, the drug test. He's a, this is like a dick. Some kind of guy who's like thoughtless, not really you know, in his place of space. Guy, look, this is these are teenage crimes. Not seemly on a grown man and not seemly on a guy who is a businessman. First and foremost, if you think you're just a prize fighter, go the fuck home. Because you're not. You understand what the bald one has built? I mean, people talk on the fucking punk rock scene that I, mean, I talk shit about corporations. Okay, yeah, you know, I work for a bunch of corporations. You know what those corporations made possible? My kids going to college. Some collection of individuals got together and created something that was necessary to our way of living. Whether it was Intel or Adobe or Apple or Nikon. We bought it. We bought it in great enough numbers so they could pay me. In other words, Baldwin didn't create the UFC. But he built what was created into something, well, he did, you know what I mean, the Fertitas. So we have to serve the machinery that keeps, yes, keeps the bald one in $30 million fucking beach houses, but then also keeps guys who under normal circumstances would be doing that shit as a hobby or coaching a, a high school wrestling, gives them, you know, an avenue for expression. Threaten that is dumbass. Dickish. I'm Actually, I'm going to call Johnny Bonajoy a dumbass because volition doesn't seem to be that much a part of it. However, beating, seeking out 
gangsters. Because when you become a certain level of celebrity in a small town, who are you going to hang out with? You're either going to hang out with the lowest degenerate element, in which case you always got to be worried about your wallet, or you're going to hang out with guys whose business it is to be awake at four in the morning. I realized that when I was editor-in-chief of Code Magazine in L.A. All these celebrities, sports celebrities, want to hang out with me. I'd be standing up at midnight going, all right, boys, I'm going to roll on out of here. Where you going, Eugene? Where you going? i got to get up for work. I got to get up for work because I don't dribble a basketball down a wooden court and get paid millions of dollars for that. I got to go to work. Unless you guys want to turn me into Cato Kalen. And they would laugh and laugh because they had no intention of doing that. So, so who else do you hang out with? You seek these guys out. You hang out with these guys. You know, I haven't understood that because I'm not that big of a drinker. But I played fucking Ireland a bunch of times. And I remember hanging out with cats who go, oh, where are you guys going to stay? They go over such and such. They, you know, we always have a choice of taking hotels or personal accommodations. We like to fraternize with the natives. And so we stayed at some cat's house and people, oh, there was a little party, a little gathering. I don't understand that. The purpose of this, the sole purpose of this gathering was just so that people who like to drink and take drugs could be around other people who like to drink and take drugs. Okay. Okay. Certain point, I was trying to hang. I realized, man, I got to get up at seven in the morning and get in that van and drive to the next show. I can't be talking. I save my voice for the next show. And the shit that I was trying to pull <laughs> was I was in what they call used to call Stab City. If you're Irish, you know exactly that I mean Limerick. And one of the girls there was one of these beautiful Irish girls. And her boyfriend was there. Didn't give a fuck. He was drinking. And I'm really putting, but she had that look of a, of a, of a, of a, of a castaway. And I was a guy in the boat. And that boat was going to pull out in the morning. And how could she convert that to real action? And then I went to bed. I didn't have the patience. The idea of stabbing the guy in his back in front of his face, titillating though, though it was. And when I woke up in the morning, those cats were still talking. Smoking and drinking and consuming narcotics. McG wasn't there. McNuggets wasn't there. It's in the blood. This is what I, this is how you spend time. But you spend time with guys who can afford to do that because you're not worried about money. Let me bring up another name, Evander Holyfield, who I interviewed at his mansion, a brick-by-brick brick recreation of Tony Montana's place from Scarface. And 11 kids out of wedlock. Lost a showtime deal, fell through, dude's broke, doesn't live in that house anymore. Do you understand, and I know he doesn't, do you understand that once you become a $100 million man, you got to change everything? Andy Grove, inspirational bosses I had at one point, said something like, only the paranoid survive. But I want to tie this up. So let's say, I think that, I think that there's a different way of thinking about Johnny Boney Joni 
versus a McG, McNuggets. And I think largely Johnny Boy and Joey's crimes have been the crimes of a dumbass, a guy who's just fucking up. McNuggets' crimes, alleged crimes, as they've been, are willful, which puts him, puts him, if there's no rape charge, a dick. If there's a rape charge, a fuckhead. Because what they're using to defend this guy right now, you're seeing dribbles and drabs of women claiming that he is the father of their, their children, pushing for a paternity test. What do you think it means when the mother pushes for a paternity test? And what do you think it means that because th th this story has been allowed to eke out, this is what they're using to fucking put that insulation around this live wire, this distraction around the dude. That's the best they can come up with. He's tweeting out about the fights. That's one. The cladding on that is not as thick as it is. Oh, this other juicy story about this woman. And maybe she's being paid to say that maybe the kid is not his. I'm not making the claim that the kid is his. Maybe she's being paid so that they could do the paternity test and it's revealed that the kid is not in fact his. It was indeed like he claimed uh, a product of one of his mates having a night out, which then creates a smoky soup of uncertainty around the other charges. Well, that charge is wrong. This other charge, it's tri-level chess, baby. Once you get over $100 million, it's tri-level chess. You need to protect the core Which is which is which is the oofsie. And you have to protect your ability to generate the money that they're subsequently gonna rob you of. Eleven kids out of fucking wedlock. Evandia Holyfield was making forty million dollars a fight. Loses his boxing license. And he's not in a position like Tyson where people still have this interest in Tyson and he's in movies and he's in TV shows and he's doing if man this and TV commercials that. When Tyson retired, he was in debt. He owed money. Owed money. I don't think he still owes money. He's not working. Doing better than me. So, I don't know how you help this guy. I don't know how you help him. Kavanaugh is having a hard time getting him in the train. I mean... You know, Coke is a head thing, right? I mean, you know, Chris Lieben was having problems with painkillers and oxys and whatever. You know, it's a body thing. And they caught him. They caught him. But McNuggets, this is a head thing. If they were to test him and find cocaine metabolites in his system, are they even set up for that? Are they even set up for that? And more importantly, you know, if you're smart, if you want to make a totally smart move to, to protect the organization, you got to start figuring out a way to get this guy the fuck out of there. He can produce, he can take you five steps forward, but he can take you five steps back because there's going to come a point at which the machinery doesn't work. I think by, by the machinery, I'm talking about the protection thing. So one, yes, I am making the claim that I think Johnny Boney Joni has got somewhat of a raw deal. I don't think a dumb, I don't think a dumbass should be punished worse than a fuckhead. 
but the, the, the severity of the crimes of a McNuggets will call out a different type of protection that will more effectively bury this shit than, I mean, are you going to really pay off a woman, a pregnant woman who's got her arm broken in a car accident? At the very least, you got to deal with insurance companies, and all of a sudden you've done with accurate reporting organs that make it difficult to, to muddy the water. You've got her call to the hospital. You've got the emergency first responders. You've got her husband, her family. You've got concern about the baby. You've got local press. And you've got the presence in Albuquerque of a Negro in a fancy car. That's like seven things that you got to hide that makes it impossible. That's why I'm always suggesting get Johnny Boney Jr.'s ass to L.A., but there's a mechanism for protecting celebrity and therefore protecting the money and the power. I protect the power, use the power to protect the money so I can keep making money. At this point now, at this point now, they are systematically going to fucking rob McNuggets blind. And he's made it easy for them. Easy for them. Because he can't control his appetites. Like Sam and Dave said, in the song Bernadette, how are, you, how are they going to control you, Bernadette, when they can't control themselves? How is that going to happen? How? I mean, not only does a bald one want to see you broke again, not only did a kin of hands want a piece of that money that you're being so careless about, but everything in a skirt and two legs has got, listen, it's a fucking island. You're trapped quiet desperation of people who live on island nations is nothing to fucking joke about. <laughs> nothing at all to joke about. And you stumble in there with you fucking coked out of your head, not knowing night from day. Oh boy, oh boy. Boy, it's called ripe for the picket. How long before you think cats are going to, I mean, you know, and at this point now, if you don't think the Kinahans have a sense of that as well, take them to a bar, take them to a pub that we own. Fight breaks out. He hits somebody in the face. That guy sues. The Kinahans go, look, we got to pay this kid off. Just give him a couple. I don't know. Give him $80,000 just to keep him quiet. Just pay me. I'll pay him off. He gives the kid a hands of money. They go to the kid. They go, here's a thousand, a thousand euros. Fuck off. Thousand pounds. Fuck off. Pocket the rest. Bro, you're a cash center. It's like I said about Tupac. You're a fucking multimillionaire. The fuck you doing hanging out with criminals in Las Vegas? Lest you haven't been keeping track, Tupac is dead. If you are a black multimillionaire, you need, <laughs> your level of paranoia is not sufficiently high enough to keep you alive sometimes. The quite, people are worried about Johnny Boney Joni and worried about, ah, well, does he, has he learned his lesson? I don't know. I don't know. But it's cold outside. He's, he's got it. Both of those guys have it. By which I mean, had you been an athlete 
entertainer, performer who didn't have that it, you'd be fucked. In any case, DMX just got out of prison. Didn't have enough of it. Michael Jackson never spent a day in prison. I don't know that Michael Jackson really had it, but what he had was a lot more cash than DMX. Harvey Weinstein's got a lot of cla- uh, cash, but you know he's reached fuckhead status. It's you got to pay a lot to not be a fuckhead. So ultimately, this does affect us. This is not just internet bullshit. This affects us very directly if we give a shit about this sport. Because what you're watching, you're you're watching the red hot gears from wheels spinning so fast that you're not really even paying attention to it. You got to, he's not the king anymore, but you got to minimize the guy, minimize the guy until such time as if he says, turn around, we're going to fight. Jose Aldo next month, he's not ready. He might think he's ready. Flights of exaltation that you get from cocaine, you're not ready. Do they test for cocaine in the UFC? I don't know. How did they catch Johnny Boney Joni with it? I don't know. Well, they caught him with some other stuff. Uh, Conor McGee, given where he is in the weight scale, he doesn't need to be messing with steroids. He gets all the exaltation he needs from what? Coke, maybe, allegedly. So this is a big deal. In other words, if what they're using to counter is kids out of wedlock, that's the best they got right now. And now they're trying to buy. Look, if that chick is cruising around in a rolls in the next couple of months, if she but blench, we know our course. And there's no cause for celebration for you McNugget nut huggers to say, ah, see, it was all fake. Oh. Oh, it's like the porn star friends of mine with the big, fake titties. And she'd say, my guys are always coming to me asking me if they're real. I go, what do you tell them? She goes, I tell them they're as real as you want them to be. Speaking of which, I got some people coming up on Ozzy Confidential that are going to fucking smoke your earlobes. Smoke your earlobes. This one this week is for, for the normal peoples. I interview a woman and her trans son. But I ask questions that are, uh, you know, like it's me asking the questions. Delicacy and cooth are things I don't really, you know, I'm just asking. You can answer or you don't have to answer, but I gots to know. We got into the chemical cocktail of what they give people who are making a transition as well. It's interesting stuff. If you have Himalaya, it's, it's, it, you can get it, hear it now. If you just want to go to iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or any of these others, that's tomorrow and YouTube. RSS on Tuesday. Ozzy, confidential. Ozzy.com, O-Z-Y.com slash confidential if you don't know what I'm talking about. So this is an existential threat. Johnny Boney Joni racking up the car of a pregnant woman is not an existential threat. The possibility, the alleged possibility of McGee getting caught up in an anal rape scenario, a coke-fueled anal rape scenario backed by organized crime in Dublin, that's existential. Just like you'll watch the language change about this MMA fighter murderer who escaped from jail who's now apparently been recaptured, just like that will be downgraded to martial artist 
karate school, taekwondo, anything. And if you don't think that the UFC is doing that, you're crazy. I used to write for Vice, Vice, uh, Vice Land's vertical uh, uh, fight land. Vice's fight vertical fight land, which, as it came out in the end, was funded by the UFC. I could not even mention it was celebrities and their walkout music. I could not even mention in the case of Jamie Stewart from Juju and Harley Flanagan from the Crow Mags, they would talk about in their interview, we talk about street fights that they had had. They made they, they killed the pieces. They want to kill the pieces, but they go, why don't you just tell me what the problem is? You go, well, we don't want to really talk about street fighting. These guys are fighters. Well, at least in the case of Harley. And he goes, well, yeah, but we so I made alterations to change it so I could get the pieces sold. They wouldn't tell me that. Oopsie is involved. It's like, oh, what are those guys doing anyway? Whatever they're doing, they're doing a lot of it, which is to protect the king. And in this instance, the king is a corporation. Johnny Boney Joey presented a different set of problems than McNuggets. His were not existential. McNuggets are existential. So you're going to see, and you're going to say, well, how come they didn't help Johnny Boney Joey? Couldn't. I just named off seven things that they couldn't, they couldn't PR their way around public relations their way around, could not. But you're seeing the real multi-million dollar muscular might of both a corporation and people who are trying to protect a dummy from himself put into play right now. And in a month, it could be nothing to talk about. But Dublin knows. You know what Dublin's also told me? Allegedly, that Bono cheats on his wife like a fuck, like, like, like crazy, which gave me great pleasure. People are always talking about, this ties in, I didn't finish that thought early. Ties in, oh, he's been married for 30, 35 years. People in Dublin know differently about what Bono allegedly has been doing with his penis, allegedly. You think I thought it enough in there so I don't get sued? You're gonna sue me? You're gonna sue me and then go to court with me? I'll stab your eyes out. <laughs> The DA can play this fucking video in court. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's my version of satire and comedy. So, um, I, you know, it's just like uh, Arsenio Hall used to things that make you go, hmm. In other words, I'm supporting calling the troops out to protect the organization from the major alleged crimes of a McG because these are existential crimes and they will tarnish and put a black eye on the sport for way longer. They'll talk about war machine. They'll talk about some of these other cats and it becomes a thing. Football can keep that from happening. In fact, football will use it. We, we take care of our problems. The, the UFC has inherited them via uh, Greg Hardy. These guys are all after disposable income. And they were selling $3,000 cheap seats at this fucking Super Bowl in, you know, to New England fans. $3,000 for the cheap seats for a game that everybody knew was going to end up the way it ended up. you got to be fucking kidding me. But UFC, combat sports, with their, you know, rule of the radically individual, it's, just, it's, it's a little more exposed. In a corporate business sense, we've got some exposure. UFC Fight Night 144, ESPN Plus has done something that Fox could never do, that the UFC themselves couldn't do. 
And that's make it easy for us to watch. Had I had, if I had to do anything other than what I did to watch that fight, I wouldn't have watched it. But ESPN Plus, I'm sorry, I don't want it to be a commercial, but it was slicker than shit. It was great watching. I watched it on my phone. On my phone. No more hermit crabbing. No more trying to watch it in people's houses where they expect you to actually talk to them. You can hear the commentary. You can watch the fights. Not like Fight Pass, which was an exercise. It was anger-fueled. Never worked. Never, for me, never worked. So in other words, you take a fight that I have low expectations for, you put it on, make it easy to get, and suddenly my interest level increases. I didn't even mind the commercials because I'm in the privacy of my own home. I could walk to the kitchen, or talk to my wife, I could pet the cat, you know, whatever. These are all things that I could do quite comfortably. So I got a fight that, that I thought I had five or six cares on it. Once again, another night of picks, 100% right with my picks. Steph was shocked. She used to be the number one pick rate at Bloody Elbow. No longer. Yeah, apparently it's me. She's like, yeah, but, but you know, you know, Diego, Diego Alves, he didn't win that fight. I go, no. All I know is that the judges said he won. That's what I know. I know that. Putting me at 100%, that's what I know. But the fight was great. We see a revive, revivified uh, uh, Jose Aldo. So revived for a fact that he can talk about in a way that he, he's closed the circle in a way that Anderson Silva never has successfully done. It, to it shows me total mastery of the fucking sport. His head was wobbly there for a little bit. Holloway losses. He's like, and he had a dark moment of the soul. Should I even be here? Should I, should I even really be here? Why, why, I should be somewhere else, maybe. Honest to God, existential considerations. Fought through that moment, came back. Tyson said it best. Success breeds confidence. Confidence breeds success. The guy's got his head back. Something from the dick pills to the steroids to the bus to the, the break in the leg to the problems with Chris Weidman. It has never happened for Anderson Silva, and it's not going to happen. He did it. He's back on top. He's being called the king. And at this point now, it's like Mad Max and, and the road war. You want to get out of here? You want to come to me? You know, there's a reason why fucking McNuggets is tweeting at him. And if you don't think Jose Aldo knows what it is, you're wrong. If you don't think every single fighter knows exactly what I'm talking about, you are absolutely wrong. And if you don't think they are happy to see Conor McGregor's rosy red ass bent over a barrel, you're totally wrong about that, too. I mean, he's being brought to heel by the jungle and circumstance. Because any fight that he has that's going to make us interested is not necessarily a fight that he can win easily. How many more losses do you think that guy can absorb, especially now that we've seen him do in his wheelhouse? You know, that Damian Maya fight, he didn't even fuck around with dude. Lyman Good. I don't think a single punch was thrown. 
I expected him. You expected him to kind of, I want to test out my stand-up skills. He's like, I'm 41 years old. I got to get home and take a nap. Fuck you. Climbs his back, sinks it. And I look at the clock and it's like three minutes and 47 seconds. And I could see it going. It wasn't even like when, he, when the moment finally came that Good was like, like, fuck it, man. I'm three and a half minutes in. This I, I'm not getting this guy off my back. It's just, it's it's inevitable. So I might as well just save myself a little misery at that. Now, he could have tried Gilbert Melendez's Death Valley Diver. Didn't do that. That great to see. Great to see Damian Meyer. I'm not going to say pull it out. Pull it out. The, odd, the odds makers had it for good. It was like, you fucking dummies. The guy's 41. Uh-uh. Once he gets his hands on you in the first 30 seconds and you're dry, no, nah, no, nah, bro. I don't know. So Jose Aldo's in the catbird seat again. And he's like, you know, and everybody knows what he said. He's like, yeah, last time. He got knocked me out with a good punch. That was pretty good. But, I mean, the problem was rushing into it, something he never does. It took him a few years, but his head is back. And now a depleted Connor McGee has got not a lot of places to turn. So it was great seeing that. It was also great seeing Damon Maya. It was also great seeing um, uh, uh, Asukawa and um, Marlon uh, Rice, but had, had uh, Asukawa actually fought long enough, he could have made the case for a trilogy, but there's no need for a case now. And I felt perfectly comfortable and not misty as, as all get out, see him arise, sit up, and he was, he did that, he did the belt thing once, it's fine. There were a couple of other fights on the card that, that, I, that I thought were compelling. But all in all, oh, how could I forget my number one big giant fucking step from don't care to care, Johnny Walker Red. That's what I'm going to start calling him. I guess he's got other ideas for his fight nickname, but that's what I'm calling him. That guy, for a big guy, a six foot fucking six, doing flips. Nah, he's got that Sakuraba shit. He's got that Johnny Boney, Joni shit. And this is a moment created for guys like Gustafson. Prime time. You're an executive level gatekeeper, do some gatekeeping. But you don't want to sukaju this guy, Johnny Walker Red. Don't want to sukaju him at all. You know, you need to get somebody who's like maybe five through ten to fight him, not in the top five. Sets this guy back in the top five. You're not doing that because you're afraid of him losing necessarily. You want to give this guy a field to play to let all that it that he's got bottled up play itself out in the community. Because everybody did the same thing, and it was the same moment like when we saw Johnny Boney Joni. We were like, oh, my God. Now, Ledette with that horrible hair, you know, I mean, he was fairly fairly limited anyway. Good boxer. and I, But I've seen him do interesting things. This was a good fucking uh, coming out moment like diana ross said i want the world to show so i want them to see i get you let i'm coming out I so if you don't see if you don't see this cat fighting john johnny boy Joy said he wants to fight three times in in uh 2019 
Anthony Smith, DC, and depending on what happens with that, uh, by the end of the year, dude, who, who should fight one more time. Let him fight Gustafson before the year is out. I'm I'm quite sure Johnny Boney Jr. is not going to take. He doesn't have enough film on the guy, but the guy was doing soccer robber shit, creating on the hoof. Totally cool. Totally cool. Well worth it. And, I, you know, I've been a nattering nabob of negativity about the pro- future prospects. You'll note for the first time, I feel fairly fucking optimistic about the ESPN deal because this is like, I, I'll, you know, this is, it just made it so fucking simple, so simple to watch. In other words, a watched mediocre card is better than an unwatched great card. Oh, Yuji, you missed a fight. It was great. Oh, well, I had no inkling of it, and I couldn't go through the fight pass shit, and I don't have TV, and I'm about to, about to buy. Fuck it. They got ESPN, got what they want. 500,000 people sign up. What am I paying? Six ninety nine a month. Cheaper than fucking Netflix. If I was into other sports, it would make sense. But even not, it's cheaper than Fight Pass was. The guy said, man, I don't have to pay fucking $72 to watch all those commercials. I don't have to worry. If it's a non-pay-per-view, I don't have to worry how I'm going to see the fight. Don't have to worry. I can go places. And and if, if people are not needing my eyes and ears on something, I can watch the fight with a little earplug. So, um, so I, I'm feeling rosy about the future, but the the, the trouble spots, um, guys who who prove to be existential threats to the corporation, the organization. I don't know how this is going to play out. Nobody's talking about it because they realize that I'm right, not right about what dude is doing. Well, it remains to be seen whether they can really take care of everything. Not right about that, but right about like, look, this is a serious threat. But in any case, what you will not see in the future, even, and if you don't, people understand. They under, they hear shit, too. They hear things. There's no more Kimmel. Johnny Boney Joni will be on Kimmel and, and Fallon before McGee is back. Conan O'Brien, late night rounds. Start slow. Start with Rogaine. Now, at this point now, I'm sending Rogaine emails. Why don't you come on my show? Come on, not not this one where I'm sitting here half naked, but you know, uh, Ozzy confidential. Come on, that one. Anyway, I blathered on too long. I just want to impress upon you the breakdown from fuckhead to dumbass, existential threats, news coverage, filtering, um, cladding, protection, insulation between trouble spots, public relations. How it's probably better to be a dumbass than to be a fuckhead because it costs less, but it's better to have people who are stupid with lots of money that you can rob. The genius of UFC Fight Night 144 plus ESPN Plus. That's it. The Super Bowl rig. That's it. That's the end of uh, 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 V51. Of the Eugene S. Showstopper. One of you just sent me 23 fucking tweets.
during the show. What are you doing? You know I'm doing the show. Give me a break. Hold on. Anyway, uh, we'll see you Tuesday night at 7.25. I lied last week because we had an Oxbow show last week. Tuesday night for If I Did It, followed immediately by If the Shoes Fit. Steph will go live with the Care Don't Care preview also on Tuesday, sometime during that day. This will be ready. Well, if you're watching it now, uh, it takes me about five minutes for it to process, and i got to get it up. Patreon.com slash... Uh, 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 ooh, is it slash the stomper or stomper? I now I'm forgetting. I can't stress enough that the only reason I'm doing this show is for the people that donate like a dollar or 50 cents or whatever to patreon.com slash the stomper. So if you're enjoying the show and you haven't gone to patreon.com slash the stomper, you should know you're eating off of other people's plates. Like I say, this is a show that never ends, never kind of sort of ever ends. That's for a very simple reason. And that reason is that those people who have donated a dollar at patreon.com slash the stomper have made it possible for the freeloaders. I got honest to God, that's what's happening. If that falls to zero, I'm gonna stop doing it. I got better things to do with a Sunday night. I'm not castigating you. I'm just suggesting that if you got extra income. Because you, you, I don't have anything left to sell. Oh, yes, you do. Patreon.com slash the stopper. Anyway, I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Get a hold of me through Twitter at Eugene S. Robinson or Mr. Sleep 3 on Instagram. But if you don't have posts on your page or you're trying to gatekeep me before, I, no, I look into your abyss before you look at my abyss. That's all there is. I actually I asked my wife the other day, hey, when I look at my Instagram news feed, are all these are all people I know? She goes, well, yeah, that's the way it works. I go, but I don't know these people. She goes, well, that's you. you go, I go, okay. So at least if you have photos on your page, I can look in before I okay you. See that you're not a spy. Anyway, that's the show. Thanks for coming. All you guys who don't know, but listeners of this show showed up to the Oxbow show on Tuesday. Got Roma Raider, his dad, uh, 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 Dundero. They're a couple. Play the game, get on the list, any Oxbow show anywhere in the world. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Look what you made me do!